0: listening to A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff Milo and joining me on the podcast today is longtime mystery and crime writer, international bestselling author, Jeffrey Deaver. Jeffrey Deaver was on this podcast a little recently, earlier in this year, talking about another one of his books. That one was in the Coulter Shaw series, but he has another protagonist. That is, of course, Lincoln Rhyme. And there's a new book out in the Lincoln Rhyme series this month in December. It's called The Midnight Lock. And this time around, the brilliant quadriplegic forensic criminalist is working again with uh, NYPD officer Amelia Sachs to solve a mystery. This time they are searching for a criminal who's got a fascination with breaking locks. And uh, he is, of course, as the title suggests, breaking in very late at night around midnight. And he is picking these locks usually these complicated locks with lots of tumblers and he's coming into the private spaces of, of residences and he at first he's just rearranging things and he's making it very overtly known that he has in fact been here and then he disappears but he certainly leaves a careful trace uh so it is um Definitely in that psychological thriller, because uh, for me, as I tell Jeffrey, I found that to be a very creepy concept. But uh, Jeffrey Deaver has been coming up with these uh, very compelling concepts for suspense novels for, for decades now. And this is just his latest in the very popular Lincoln Rhyme series. Lincoln Rhyme, of course, uh, debuted in the story of The Bone Collector, which was uh, adapted into a popular film. Now, this book's villain is calling himself the locksmith, and Lincoln Rhyme and Amelia Sachs are brought in to investigate, and uh, it definitely has a certain sociopathic bent to his intrusions, but he's proving capable to break through any lock or any security system uh, that, could, that could be devised. The only thing is, and it's revealed early in the book, is that Lincoln and Amelia's hunt for the locksmith is interrupted when an internal investigation in the police force uncovers what seems to be a crucial mistake in one of Rhyme's previous cases. And he's actually fired as a consultant for the NYPD so he has to kind of ass- assist Amelia almost uh, surreptitiously here. And uh, we talk a lot about the development of Lincoln Rhymes' character over the years, as well as Amelia Sacks' character, uh, but also just that that creepy nature of invading someone's privacy. Not even just physically entering their apartment or their, their residence, but uh, we also talk about the privacy that we may or may not want to keep when we are living our online lives. and how the very nature of spending really just too much time online can really have an impact on our psychology. So we, we start with the, the locksmith, the new villain of this book, The Midnight Lock, which is the latest in the Lincoln Rhyme series by Jeffrey Deaver. Here's our chat. Uh, so I wanna jump right into this with your latest book, the Midnight Lock, Lincoln Rhyme is back, and I certainly want to talk about your protagonists, but I, I really can't resist talking about your villain first, uh, described uh, by yourself as as one of your more nefarious characters. And I, I, I've been trying to find another word other than creepy, but tell us about this character and tell us where uh, the inspiration for this one came from.
1: Sure. Um, the, the character is nicknamed the locksmith because we don't know his identity right up front. Um, that's one of the reveals lit uh, at the end of the book. Uh, but, uh, about two years ago, here's how it came about. Two years ago, I was locked out of my house. I called a locksmith. Uh, he came up and after verifying that it was indeed my house and I wasn't trying to break in, um, he, he took out these tools and picked the lock in 10 seconds and I had two thoughts. One, well, great. I can get back in my house. And two, there's the idea for my next book. So I, uh, I, I, I created this villain who, uh, he's obsessed with locks and I don't mean the, you know, these smartphone app locks, the electronic stuff. No, I don't, you know, a 13 year old kid could hack those. Uh, I'm not interested in them. Uh, these are the metal locks that go back hundreds, in fact, thousands of years. And there's kind of a, a, a magical element to them, a mystique. And he's obsessed with them and he has to break them, has to break in. Uh, any lock that's ever invented, he has to be able to defeat it. And what he does is he sneaks into an apartment Late at night, after midnight, as the title suggests, and uh, what does he do? Doesn't he's not a serial killer. He doesn't hurt anybody. He doesn't even touch anyone. What he does is he rearranges things and then leaves and locks the door after him. And uh, of course, something else is going on. Lincoln Rhyme, uh, my character from The Bone Collector, and Amelia Sachs get on the case and they unravel the onion and slowly discover that there is. Uh, Uh, something else uh, going
0: on oh yeah you know i that there's that phrase that goes around psychological thriller but when you tell me about a villain who's going to break into my house and that is just it the sense of the invasion of privacy and uh you know i think there's a scene earlier on where he is basically he's he's letting his uh well victims question mark at least know that 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 he is he is even close to them as they sleep and that that that, that yeah I, I as i told you the word i kept coming back to was that's a little creepy and that that really gets into yeah. your head
1: well that that's it exactly and um uh, the you know the, the books are fast-paced roller coasters uh this is the 15th in the lincoln rhyme series and each of them it uh, takes place over a couple of days at the most. They move very quickly. Lots of reversals, big surprise endings, plural, big surprise endings. But I also like the books to be about a little bit more. Uh, a book I wrote a few years ago, The uh, Broken Window, was about data mining, the dangers of data mining. This book is about the dangers um, hesitating a little bit because there are twists and turns sure. here, but the, uh, the dangers of the Internet and yep. our, our character, the... Uh, uh, the locksmith, as, you know what, maybe he didn't start out being quite as evil, but maybe there's something about uh, his uh, obsession with the Internet and getting into people's lives and observing people's lives that has turned him to the uh, dark side. And uh, that's uh, something to, uh, that one needs to be aware of. So, uh, you know, it's an exciting book, very, you know, very twisty and turning, but there's a little more to it. You may think about things after you finish the book.
0: Absolutely. Uh, can you talk, and I do want to get to Lincoln, of course, but can you talk just a little bit more about that, about how the internet and what uh, how we have online lives and uh, your books have done such a great job of integrating that that reality that we do live online and there are influencers in this book. And, and you do touch into some of the, mm, I guess, uh, uh, hysteria that can come around from kind of confusing the online world with reality was there sure. something to that to for you sure
1: sure that's that's well said and, uh, you know i've been writing now uh well for about 40 years full-time for about 30 and you know again it's my job to create an emotionally engaging story and i write crime novels so that means i need to look for the latest trends that affect everyone's lives i wrote a hacking book hacking now it's just you know it's it's, uh Everybody thinks about hacking. We all know about it. Mine was mine was in the nineteen uh, nineties mm-hmm. when the hacker before we heard about hackers. I mean, the specialists did, the technologists did, but the general audience didn't. And uh, I had my hacker hacking through dial up. Imagine that. You know, the twenty four hundred baud modem. Can you imagine hacking that? Now we have high speed uh, internet, uh, fiber cable, of course, uh, but. And that terrified people. The book uh, was called The Blue Nowhere. And people were still scared of it because um, scared of the uh, the villain in the story because uh, even though it was prescient, it was very early, it still is a creep who breaks into your life. So I've always been interested in how technology has uh, affected us. And in this book, um, I um, talk about a, a YouTube-like platform <clears throat> that um, operates... Just like YouTube, like many others, although YouTube is sort of the premier uh, video uh, sharing service, uh, learning learn some interesting facts about it. Of course, much of the content is moderated, but it's just impossible to moderate all of it. There is so much content out there that it could consume your life. You could you would not have to walk outside uh, for I think it's something like 30,000 years if you wanted to watch every video that's currently on YouTube and now in my 10 seconds of saying it there's another 100,000 yep. YouTube's that have just been uploaded and uh, people do confuse that with reality their values are skewed right. and this isn't you know this isn't a moral message i want to ask the question i don't answer it i just ask the question and show what could happen to someone who goes down that uh, rabbit hole Especially if that person is able to pick your lock.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about where Lincoln Rhyme is uh, uh, in this book. It's not entirely. Oh, that, this
1: is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's this not entirely
0: the, a spoiler, but he is. Uh, he's 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 got an obstacle. Uh, he's kind of sidelined. What what happens to him here?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is it happens early in the book, so right. I don't mind right. mentioning it. And uh, uh, the, um, the the story begins with the um, locksmith breaking in. um, uh an apartment that gets the story going but then we cut to lincoln rhyme in court now um i maybe your your uh, audience knows this um if you watch la law or other crime shows you probably do but um, one of the main if not the main witness on behalf of the prosecution in a criminal trial is the forensic scientist Uh, all crimes now involve you know dna fingerprints trace evidence all sorts of stuff Uh, and to present that to the jury, it takes an expert witness, and that's the forensic scientist. And Lincoln Rhyme, who is uh, you know quadriplegic, he's um, paralyzed from the neck down, but he is a brilliant forensic scientist, and he um, investigates the case and determines uh, DNA matches, uh, blood typing, and things like this. And he appears in court, and he likes appearing in court because he's a curmudgeon, and he he's feisty, and he likes to. Uh, you know, engage in verbal fencing matches with uh, the defense attorneys when they try to cross-examine him. And he even gives it to the judge a little bit if the judge does something he's not too happy with. Uh, And so anyway, he's kind of, uh, I guess I would say, a little self-confidently presenting some evidence when what happens, but the defense attorney uh, pulls the rug right out from underneath him and shows that he's made a huge mistake. And uh, this uh, not only seems to um, affect him very deeply because he's kind of defined by his uh, expertise as a a criminalist, as a forensic scientist. But it um, has uh, created a situation where he's now fired by the police department, and that's taken away his one passion. Uh, And so I I won't say anything more than that other than Well, since the book doesn't end after 35 pages, Lincoln is still involved in the rest of the story. But now at his peril, something terrible could happen to him. And I don't mean that the locksmith is going to kill him because I'm not going to kill Lincoln Rhyme off. But I could easily send Lincoln Rhyme to jail for breaking uh, the prosecutor's um, uh, uh, prohibition against him working on a case. Right. So. uh, if anybody's interested I sorry to say it's shameless shameless self-promotion but you gotta buy the book to find out what happens.
0: <laughs> but let's talk about the fact that you know you have been uh, the readers have been living with Lincoln rhyme you've been living with Lincoln rhyme for 20 plus years now and what I found to be compelling about this book is that you it, it's not a, a, no spoilers here but y, y, it is actually directly referenced that that Lincoln has a bit of an ego and that word is even used on the page can you talk about that and and the and the, the motivation to humble him almost maybe um you know his his mind is his best asset um but sure. talk about his ego because it is a yeah, thing
1: exactly um we don't um want our heroes we um, say we writers of um well i was going to say crime fiction but actually any any fiction we don't want the heroes to be superheroes You know, I'm real tired of these, uh, uh, I don't want to name the studio, but you can know what I'm talking about. All the superheroes, are they gonna die or not? No, they're not gonna die because they're gonna come back and they can't do anything wrong. Right, Um, right. So that's not real fiction. Who doesn't like those movies? That's fine, but what we want is resonance. We want to be emotionally involved with our characters and that includes giving them flaws. Like we have flaws. I have an ego. You can't be in this business and get reviewed and trashed uh, with, uh, you know, uh, the occasional horrific review, and not, you know, be a bit impervious to it. You need that shield. Mm-hmm. And Lincoln Rhyme has an ego that shields him from the, uh, uh, you know, the difficult parts of of his life. I think it goes with the uh, the territory of being a successful successful person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, his flaws do not are, are not used in a uh, a way that we would find petty he never puts down someone who doesn't deserve putting down a lazy investigator uh, those who play politics and actually in this story politics play an important role the city has been thrown into turmoil by a uh, a blogger mm-hmm. <clears throat> who has been uh spreading uh, in the interest of creating a conspiracy spreading lies that have uh, extended way beyond uh, a, a limited audience. Now they are reaching to the high levels of government and Lincoln is, uh, is kind of integrated into that and he has no time for this whatsoever. So in addition to him trying to, I guess I could say uh, surreptitiously pursue the locksmith before he leads to other terrible crimes, uh, Lincoln has to navigate uh, city hall politics and this uh, conspiracy uh, movement that's, that's growing based on, you know, simple, uh, tweets and simple, um, uh, you know, simple posts on, uh, on blogs and then on bulletin boards, uh, things that are completely false, but that doesn't matter. They get currency and they, they keep going. And this is something we, uh, Americans certainly are quite familiar with sure. over the last couple of years.
0: Sure. Uh, and the time we have left, just one more question. I think the most important thing, and we've, we've kind of circling on this, that is you, know, you can have a good story, you can have a good uh, pace of suspense, but characters are are everything. That is what resonates with us. And we've been talking about Lincoln, and we've been talking about your, your great way of creating these compelling, creepy villains. But how about Amelia? She's also been growing all this time. I think it's very important for your heroes to have a great supporting cast. And uh, Amelia steps up in a big way in this one.
1: Sure. Um, Amelia, of course, I, for your uh, your audience who knows the, uh, the Bone Collector, um, Lincoln Ryan was played by Denzel Washington in the movie. Um, Angelina Jolie played Amelia. <clears throat> Amelia is um, kind of the the quintessential uh, female character I like—a strong, independent uh, woman who uh, will uh, at at any moment assert herself if she thinks it's important to assert herself, and she doesn't doesn't care if someone doesn't doesn't like it. In in this book, uh, she is in—I should say—in the prior books the books featuring Lincoln rhyme, but the, the, um, you know, the emphasis goes from Lincoln to Amelia uh, <clears throat> in some books, they're on a parody, but this book, Amelia has to step up because Lincoln has been sidelined mm-hmm. and um, she's at risk of losing her beloved police job because anyone caught helping Lincoln will be fired uh, summarily. And that's again, the politics sure. of New York, New York city. <clears throat> so she is really, stepping up. And, and Jeff, it's interesting you mentioned that about the characters, because I heard something a, a little while ago that the same part of our brain that uh, creates these connections with our, uh, our real-life friends, partners, spouses, and the bad guys, the bad boss we work for, the same part of the brain is the, the one that uh, creates emotional connections with fictional characters. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important for us to create living, breathing characters in our books. And that gives the plot that much more credibility. Because you're right, the best plot in the world is useless if we don't care about the characters.
0: And I certainly found myself caring about these uh, characters, of course, Lincoln Rhyme, Amelia Sachs. Your latest is The Midnight Lock. Jeffrey Deaver, thanks so much for joining us once again. Jeff, a
1: real pleasure. You take care. Take care.
0: And that was our chat with Jeffrey Deaver, best-selling author of several suspense novels and uh, various series, but this is of course the latest in the Lincoln Rhyme series, and it is out this month. Very glad to have Jeffrey Deaver back on the podcast if you want to listen to our previous episode where we discussed The Final Twist, which was a book in the Cult of Shaw series that was back in the early spring of this year. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of A Little Too Quiet. It is the Ferndale Library podcast, and it's brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. The music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode is by a local musician known as Sunset. If you want to support this podcast, you could go to ferndalefriends.org, or you could uh, like or leave a review or just uh, suggest it to a friend. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to social media. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening.